Did you know on some computer games, when the character you're playing with leaves a certain position on the map, that position has to evaporate away so the next place he goes to can load? When this happens, there's usually a transition period where neither of these places are fully there because the new data being loaded overlaps the old code being written. There are several ways a game designer will fix this problem, like making sure the character can't move too fast into the next area, so that way the graphics can properly load. But even more interesting is the parallel this brings with quantum mechanics. Through looking at the double slit experiment, it can help answer the question, has all of reality been preloaded and we then simply inhabit that space? Or is reality like certain computer games where because of the increased data, in order to save processing power, instead of things being preloaded like they were in the games of the past, now, once a player leaves a certain part of the game, that part of the game disappears, so a new part of the game can be loaded. When examining the double slit experiment, a lot of either people will get lost into thinking it means their ego creates reality, or mainstream scientists thinking it's all woo-woo and it's a misunderstood experiment, but what's really going on? And how does it relate to the simulation's loading rate? Briefly summarised, the double split experiment demonstrates that an electron, which is a wave, doesn't turn into a particle until an observation has been made. This is where the people described as woo-woo, probably hippies I guess, say that we create our own reality because a particle, i.e. a physical manifestation, can only exist once an observation has been made. And this is where scientists say, no. This observer isn't a human, it's a particle detector. So in this experiment, when waves are sent through both the slits, when measured with the detector, these waves are shown to pass through both slits equally. But when measuring which slit the particle went through on the other hand, the particle only ever goes through one of the slits, and it only chooses which slit to go through once a particle detector has tried to measure which path it took. So when the electrons go through both the slits, like a sound wave, for example, then when they're measuring those waves, they're shown to go through both slits equally. But when they try and measure once a wave of electron or the photon has become a particle, then it only ever goes through one of the slits and which slit it goes through only emerges once they've detected it, or the decision for that photon to go through that particular slit has only occurred because in the future they've tried to detect it. So this brings us to an understanding about how reality gets loaded because technically the scientists who argue their point of view are correct, but also technically the woo-woo hippie people are correct. So to explain this, let's look at another example. A Geiger counter is another measuring device. It's made out of elementary particles like electrons, protons, neutrons, and it picks up electromagnetic waves and particles to detect radiation levels. With the Geiger counter, an electron has to be a part of this process, otherwise it wouldn't work, because no material interactions by themselves can change a wave into a particle. And radiation is just electromagnetic waves. So for a material interaction to happen, a wave must first collapse into a particle. A wave is the potential that's needed for a particle to actualize. It's interesting, right? So 
Could our brains also be used as a detector to collapse reality? Well, this is where the scientists who argue the opposite are right, because the brain isn't a Geiger counter. It seems like it could be a wave of possibility, but in principle, the brain has so many segments and neurons, and as a result, it processes events very slowly, too slow to collapse a wave into a particle in its normal state of functioning. So some mathematicians, like Roger Penrose, for example, state that we may have microtubules in the brain which are capable of allowing a quantum collapse to happen from a wave to a particle. But this is where those scientists start missing a beat because in reality, the brain is already a manifestation of a higher collapse itself. A brain cannot choose to collapse events into reality, but something else higher up can. What is that thing? Consciousness. The quantum realm is what manifests the physical world and it's what allows the state of the brain to be manifested. The more you align yourself with this realm, the closer your brain can get into a state of coherence, which is what allows the state of superpositions to exist. In other words, consciousness itself is what is capable of collapsing the waveform of possibility, electron, into manifested reality, particle. And by getting your brain into a state of coherence through aligning your individual self with consciousness, it is the observation made when one is in this state which is what creates and measures reality. So you are the observer or the detector, but it is not you, your limited self, it is you, your universal self, as consciousness. There's an infinite amount of experiments and data sets constantly being collected, like the ones in games, like the one in double slit experiments, like the ones in Geiger counters. And quantum mechanics is the preceding force which allows these games to run and as such can be known as the physics of possibility. But the possibility for electrons to actualize into a particle isn't something in the realm of science irrelevant to you it constitutes the possibility of all of consciousness's choices everywhere. It's never one person generating their own reality through collapsing one event through their egoic self. It is a process of wholeness that is constantly happening. It is the oneness of consciousness that is doing the collapsing, and this collapsing is always happening everywhere, all the time, no matter if you're paying attention or not. This means in order to understand the observer's role in creating and participating in reality, you first need to learn to focus in on and start measuring these interactions that are happening. So, are you really capable of collapsing a waveform function into a particle as demonstrated in the double slit experiment? Well, that depends. Depends on what your egoic self identifies with and how far your bubble of consciousness expands. The problem with the mind, one of the problems, is it's already a manifestation of the waveform being collapsed. It is a limited and inadequate tool to determine the relationship between who we are, how reality loads, and how we experience reality. Questions like, is the simulation preloaded or does it load for you, is a question generated by the mind, 
but answering it just on the level of the mind doesn't do much, doesn't get you very far. You are capable of creating reality, but are you willing to explore into the unknown in order to really understand what that means? I hope you enjoyed this. All these concepts will get clarified more over time, definitely be less serious. And if you're interested more in reading articles about this and the experiments done behind them, you can check out the website. I've got some there. The most important thing though is I wanted to just state some of that information. So instead of getting an answer intellectually, you could look at it and through the internal world begin to link how things like games being loaded, how things like the double slit experiment, how things like the difference between your individual egoic self and consciousness as a whole all contribute to what underpins and creates reality. And through taking in a holistic lens, then it gets you to a certain place where you'll be able to start to understand some more of the things that I'll be talking about in the next ones, like how these states of coherence in the brain contribute to a differing point of views, why and how that limits certain things in ourselves and society and so on and so on. So happy exploring in the unknown and see you next time.